It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris. And my name is Mike. And this week, we're celebrating Madam Webuary. Webuary? Oh, I love it. Thank Web-uary. you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, and we'll tell you why we're going to be celebrating it here in a little bit. Millie Alcock joins Supergirl in the DCU. I'm trying not to say Alcock because it's not Alcock. I, I watched it, Mike. She's Australian. It's it's Alcock, I believe. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you looked into it because I'm like, oh man, we're gonna get flagged for saying that too much in this. But anyway, uh, Supergirl cast in DCU, which is great. Christian Ritter is teasing a return to Jessica Jones in the MCU. Wink, wink, and more. That was perfect timing, Chris, because the car alarm outside yep. just stopped. So oh. you vamped just long enough. To Hell yeah. <laughs> I didn't even hear it. Oh, no, it's back now. Oh. If anyone can hear it. You know what? Let's just go ahead. We're going to just describe the environment going on outside my window right now. Uh, we are in for uh, a ton of rain. Uh, a big storm that's hitting the West Coast. I, I think almost in the entire state of California, which is pretty impressive considering how long the state is. So I, I think the the Weather Channel is using the term called atmospheric river, which is not some not something most uh, Southern You're Californians have to uh, deal with. That's not real. So like they like everyone has been saying like prepare yourselves because like uh, this part of the country just can't handle all this water all at once. So. So, uh, recording right now, this is just kind of like the start of it all. Mm-hmm. Everything's very ominous outside. The wind's picking up. It's raining like a little bit, but uh, the the entire the entire city is apparently going to be flooded over the next couple of days. That is funny because we are in the opposite in uh, the that here in the Midwest. We've had gray, overcast, rainy days for about three weeks now, um, if not the entire month of January. So when the sun came out for the first time Thursday in weeks. Uh, it was like it was like a whole. I felt like a whole new person. I was like, "Oh my god, I feel good. I'm not. I'm not depressed anymore." There's sunlight here uh, doing it, and I was saying yesterday, um, you know, I was uh, able to go out. I washed my car. I haven't washed my car in forever. Uh, and today, I was working in the garage with the sun on me. It was been nice. We're on the opposite end, finally, of that. So you know, it's a great. It's gonna be a great show when we start the show to talk about weather, folks. That's all I can tell you, right now. <laughs> just just uh, just talking up that that weather. Um, I'm actually going to open up a drink, Mike. I didn't tell you about this. So I went to Costco this morning because the Super Bowl is next weekend, right? And you got to get true. that stuff for it. So you can get that nice thing. And uh, they have uh, this drink company called um, uh, Chi, C-H-I, Forest there. So I have a, a sparkling water, and it's lychee fizzy uh, flavored sparkling water. And I bought a, a case of this <laughs> and fuzzy peach. You know, that's nice and all, Chris, uh, but there's a gigantic elephant that uh, occupies my mind now because I learned something just new 10 minutes ago from you yourself. And I know Uh usually at the top of the show, we talk about stuff Mm. that we watched throughout the week or cool stuff that we did. You're usually like disassembling or reassembling some sort of arcade cabinet like no. None of that. The top of the show is now I am I am cursed slash blessed with the knowledge of what Hooters Sangria Hooters is. Hooters Sangria. You are all welcome so, for this. Uh, 
Now, I, my mind went through a couple different uh, paths when you told me about Hooter Sangria. Uh, so I, first I thought, oh, is this like, are they making like a hard seltzer now? Because, mm-hmm. you know, like J.C. Penney's basically has a hard seltzer yeah. now. Oh, I love the, uh, I love the Kohl's uh, hard <laughs> seltzers. Yeah, so, and then I was like, okay, well, maybe it's something different. Maybe they're they're actually making a sangria. And then I was like, okay, it could be something with the restaurant. And then you laid it on me. Yes. That they have their own formulation for what their sangria is, and yep. it is uh, it, red wine. And you're just—if you're listening—you're never gonna guess what the other half it, of their sangria. Well, like hey, I want to give everyone Hooters. just a second here. This is Hooters. Yeah, just you like, can probably guess. Just, it, but. just think about it. So you're making sangria. Let's mm. say you're at, you're at a Hooters. You don't have it on the menu yet. Somebody orders it. Well, what am I gonna do? Okay. Well, let's go get the red wine. You know, should we put some fruit in it? Check. You know, what else should we do to pad out this sangria? And three, two, one. Chris, let, let him let it's him Mount, have it. It's Mountain Dew. It's just fifty percent <laughs> red wine, fifty percent Mountain Dew, and we made some. I actually just finished it off. It was pretty good here. We were drinking nine dollar bottle of red wine and then one twenty ounce <laughs> bottle of Mountain Dew between us. You know it was what? Great. I think if you are going to make this, which I actually I encourage people to do because I do want to try this, and I think this would be amazing for the Super Bowl parties uh, next week. Yeah. I think you're almost obligated to find the cheapest red wine yeah. possible. I like. I it, it seems you're doing a disservice. <laughs> <laughs> to find anything that's somewhat nice. You, you want the whatever is in a weird, fun, quirky cardboard package, you know? Don't they – didn't they have, like, wine in, like, a boom box at some point uh, in time? Yeah, like, well, I – t- <laughs> When my wife went to get groceries, we can't order – we can't buy liquor here until 1 o'clock on Sundays in, in Kentucky, which is weird. So we couldn't get any uh, – but I was like, get, get something in a box. Whatever comes in a box or a bag is going to be – the perfect red wine for this Hooters sangria to really, you know, <laughs> give it that flavor that you need at the end of the day. It adds extra to it. And then she said, you know, what else would we go in here? I'm like, well, fruit. She's like, well, you know, maybe some cherries or orange slices. I'm like, no, no, no. You go get the cheapest fruit cocktail can you can get at Kroger and we'll just dump that <laughs> in here too. Like we're just going to, we're just going to put the lowest bar of ingredients here, but the finest of the Mountain Dews uh, right on top. I love it. I wish I could take this knowledge with me back in time to college because mm-hmm. I feel like this could have been very helpful uh, back then. Because <laughs> You'd you know, have been the life of the couple... party. People would have been like, oh, my God, who is this magician with these drink over yeah. here? I mean, after a couple semesters, you kind of get tired of trying everybody's jungle juice. Like, everybody thinks they got the best jungle juice, but everyone's making it the exact same way. The the cheapest, clear uh, uh, spirit that they can find. And then just some sort of, like, Kool-Aid mm-hmm. extraction that they're coming up with. Like, no, we, we missed the point all along. It was Mountain Dew and cheap red wine. Yep. So uh, if anybody out there is very familiar with this and they maybe they have historical knowledge, maybe they worked at a Hooters, I would love to know, is this a recent um, yeah. concoction? Is you know, I want to know how long this has been How out long there. have they been because, saving money on this $20 sangria they're charging people? Yeah, because I, this kind of reminds me of uh, if you're at a bar or maybe like a, a smaller restaurant and you're, you're ordering uh, a ginger ale, you can make ginger ale or something comparable with a uh, Sprite and like a, a Coca-Cola or a Pepsi. And it actually, the color kind of evens out into something that looks like a ginger ale uh, as well. So, you know, I, I like the, I like these creative problem solvings with the, uh, with the soda gun. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I now, again, we talked about this before, like what kind of, like I'm, I've got all sorts of Mountain Dew flavors in my closet. I'm like, 
ooh, can I go get the um, Voodoo from 2023? What will that mix with? Well, what kind of red or white should we do? You mentioned Baja Blast and a white wine, Mike, to really, you know, bring it up a notch. So now I'm going to be be trying all these pairings together to see what, what works best. We might even start a new channel. I don't know. We're going to have to see. Superhero Sangria uh, and the new the new channel from us down the yeah, road. Don't worry. I'll grab the, I'll grab the domain name, but it, it sounds like we're off to a good start this yeah. week. People get your Super Bowl parties uh, ready. Yes. And uh, we'll be out there um, spotting, looking for the, the trailers yes. and, and running them down next week. Yes. I don't have anything in the news for, for trailer, but I did. I, I keep getting more and more reports that Deadpool 3 will be a trailer in there. So I'm very excited to to see uh, what that looks like uh, down the road, but I don't have anything else. But what I can hit you with as a fact here, uh, everybody uh, pause the episode uh, here in a second and immediately run to your local theater to buy your Madam Web tickets, which are now on sale, because those seats are flying fast, Mike. You, I don't know how anyone else is going to be able to get tickets to see this movie uh, here here in a couple days. Have you got yours yet? Not, I know you I, did. I know I'm, you probably got four. I'm, right? I'm, I'm, I'm Chris. I'm listening. Yeah. I went to my website right yeah. now. So uh, we think so. Wednesday is that going to be the opening night? It is the fourteenth. Fourteenth, yeah. or theoretically, could you go on Tuesday? I did not see any Tuesdays. Uh, I, I only saw the Wednesday screenings. Uh, all right. It, okay, Madam Web. Mm-hmm. I see at ten a.m. Can you imagine going ten a.m. on Wednesday? Yeah. So uh, taking the day thinking, off work. All right, I'm going to look at this 7 p.m. Yep. right here, and let's see. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, more seats than I th- than I thought would be sold, yep. but still not a, not so, a lot. I was expecting a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> anecdotally, uh, no one had bought mine uh, whenever I got mine the other day in, in that theater. I jumped on it pretty quick, uh, but no, no one had gotten that uh, yet, oh. and um, they are so not prepared for this. Uh, normally, um, there's, there's two parts. There's the Cinemark usually has an XD screening, right? It's kind of like their big screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, a new movies get it. Madam Web doesn't have an XD screening. I have to go sit in a regular movie theater to watch Madam Web. They don't even so, get yeah, XD I, treatment. So I, I just realized that I don't want to be too harsh uh, to any specific listeners out there, but this might be a self-selecting group, Chris. If you are going to Madam Web on Valentine's Day... Uh, there might be a reason that you're going because you got nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't be going on Valentine's Day. Uh, I don't even know. We, we uh, are maybe like a maybe like a Saturday morning yeah. would would work well for me. We're going on Valentine's. It's a Wednesday. My wife's a teacher. We're, we are not going any out and do anything on a Wednesday uh, for Valentine's Day. We will celebrate it another day <laughs> thoroughly. So I, I'm gonna say you know we, yes we might be in uh, we might be in that group, but there's a reason behind it. Like it, Wednesday is not good for going out and doing things. Uh, on those days so well well, we're gonna hit this movie up obviously it's probably gonna be i think under two hours so should be pretty quick but the other part of this uh shout out to if you haven't joined the cinemark fan club or whatever it's called where you get uh it's like what twelve dollars a month you get movie pass uh one movie pass and then um discounts on all the the snacks right Mm -hmm. at the theater um didn't cost me a dime to watch this movie because i had free tickets saved up from the last two months so uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely a steal. I feel to, to, to just use those credits uh, at, at the end of the day here for this. Um, I also wanted to go on the record and say that uh, you know uh, what's her name, Dakota Johnson, is that her name? As the mm-hmm. actress, she's been out doing um, promotions. I uh, she might be on no Sydney Sweeney was on the Hot Ones, but Dakota Johnson was on SNL. Uh, so they're out here doing things to promote this movie that other you know actors actresses would do, but they have kind of confirmed that this movie, Madam Web, is a standalone Spider-Man film, meaning they've removed any indication of connections to other Spider-Man films and have 
firmly set it in like 2003, 2002, 2003 era. So. Yeah, it seems like they've been doing uh, uh, the most pivoting that they can with what they have after they've already uh, shot. Yeah. Um, I even heard somewhere, I don't know if this is like confirmed or just a rumor, but apparently Dakota Johnson dropped her um, representation in Hollywood mm-hmm. right after the first trailer for Madam Web dropped. Yeah. So, uh, and if you, if you just kind of also watch her appearance on SNL and just um, the interviews that she's been giving, you can tell that she's just like, she knows what this movie is going yeah. to be already before anyone else gets a chance to see it. So, at least everyone's in on it. This isn't yeah. like, you know, uh, well, I kind of got the vibes more like Jared Leto thought that maybe Morbius was going to be something more well, than it was. Right. Well, it's like it's like Tron 3 coming out. I'm excited about everyone in that movie but Jared Leto, right? Like, I, I feel, yeah, Dakota Johnson, Sidney Sweeney, I can't think of the other two actresses' names. I don't even know who the dude is who's playing the villain. But, like, you know, they, they're at least leaning into it a little bit more. And, and I'm, I'm excited for that. So, I'm you know, we'll, we'll see how this turns out. I, again, I've got no expectations, so I'm just here for a good time. Um, maybe, maybe I can get the theater to make me some, uh, Hooters sangria, uh, to enjoy while watching this movie. Uh, probably, probably, probably won't be doing my own end for that, but we'll see February 14th, uh, take us down on sale. Uh, let us know if you guys are going to go see it or do something else. But while we're in Sony's, uh, wheelhouse, if you will, El Muerto, the uh, movie that had Bad Bunny is rumored to still be in production, pre-production, early production, whatever they want to call it, at Sony, without Bad Bunny as the main character. Which I think takes the draw out of this movie completely, because I'm like, I'd like to see him do something weird with Spider-Man along the way. Uh, yeah, I mean, apparently he is a big star. He's kind of fallen out of my uh, purview but when a Universal mu- Music Group uh, removed all of their music uh, from TikTok last week, all of the headlines were just like, Taylor Swift's music's gone, uh, Bad Bunny's music is gone. And he mm. was, he was always billed in like the top two or top three uh, yeah. in those headlines. So he must the, have uh, like a really popular catalog if he the, keeps showing up yeah. on, in these uh, entertainment headlines. The Hispanic market is huge with that. Like you can, you can see them everywhere. And you know, that's kind of what they're targeting with this, right? Like, El, uh, El Muerto is like a luchador kind of thing um, in the Spider-Man world. And I, I always enjoy this. I always see this this acronym out there. No, uh, But it's a part of the SPUM series of films, Mike, which <laughs> no. is Sony Picture Universe of Marvel Movies is what this stands for. Oh, so, my God. SPUM. Yeah, the SPUMverse. That is, that's, that, is per- that is perfect. The noise that pronouncing SPUM <laughs> makes is nearly a perfect encapsulation I- of what they're doing with their Spider-Man I, properties. Like it's self-fulfilling it, it, prophecy, right? It kinda, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, we all know it kind of sounds like something that we're not going to say, mm. but it's just, it's so it's perfect. Yeah. Spum. Yeah. Does anyone own spum.com? Let's find out. Yeah, probably some I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried where it's, where it might go. Incognito, please. Please. While we're on the show, Mike, we want to make sure. You uh, no, it's, it's some sort of welcome to NGIX. If you see this page, the NGIX oh, yeah. successfully installed. Bomber spell. Dang. Maybe we can figure out another way to get spum in there. Some sort of, maybe, maybe it could be like a, a subdomain of us. We can, you know, set spum.superhero.com. Is a dot U M is or dot M M. Is that a, like a country code? Can we buy SPU dot M M possibly? Uh, that's a, that's a great question. We're gonna have to look into this. We've got we've got a lot of internet ideas today on the show. I'm doing folks. the I'm doing the who's is uh, look up. Oh right yeah, now. okay. So, so we're just seeing if there's 
The, the owner is in uh, mm-hmm. looks like San Mateo, California. It, mm-hmm. I just it, well, it's not, I'm not. E- getting yes, fine. There. So, so spum the spum universe multiverse, if you will, now includes Venom. It includes um, Morbius. It will include Madame Web. It'll include El Muerto. It'll include Craven and the upcoming Mysterio and uh, Doctor Octopus movies as well, uh, if they come to fruition. So. Um, yeah, I. It just feels like the right. They they named it so perfectly. They knew what they were doing. They were like, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna spum all over the place. So, yeah. Anyway, if you're interested in Mel Marto, uh, good for you. It's coming, but sorry that you don't get Bad Bunny. You'll have to settle for some other um person, I guess. Anyway, Mike, uh, let's let's shift our Marvel gears into uh, Captain America Four. Um, I forget what is actually Brave New World. That, this, the name of this movie has changed so many times. I don't even remember the actual name of this. Um, so, um, but the uh, obviously the Funko boxes continue for all the Marvel properties. Um, my wife unsubscribed me from them a while ago, so I don't get these anymore. Thankfully, because um, problem. But the new artwork on Amazon shows uh, Anthony Mackie, Sam Wilson in his new Captain America outfit, which leans into an actual Captain America outfit, not the white one. We saw at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, but this is very much, very blue heavy, uh, with with you know, the accents of the red and white mic, and um, you know I I don't know if there's any validity to this, but you know this is some promo artwork coming out. Obviously, it was supposed to release sooner than later, so I think that we're going to see some of those leaks. But um, what what do you think of it? You, I mean, what would you think? I, I'd like to see this in action. I think I like this more than the white one. If I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it does have more of a resemblance of the original cap costume i'm especially looking in like the torso area when it kind of has like the vertical stripes uh going up and down but i mean that kind of is like par par for the course like we've been trained that every iteration of captain america whoever it is there's a new there's a new costume every movie they're never going to bring the same one to Mm -hmm. uh the screen yeah so um (laughs) yeah so i mean i i just um yeah exactly And, and and to be like again Obviously, that's Anthony Mackie's face with his, his red goggles on. So I'm I'm curious if someone you know like is that really a, a painting a drawing? Is is, is that really what's going to be in this? Or maybe is that his final suit? Does he does he start with the white and then upgrade to this one? Right? Because you know they always usually have two to three suits per uh, movie. You know the heroes do they they change minor alterations sometimes. Um, but you know I, I would love to see this in action and hopefully we get a. You know, even though it is delayed, see something sooner than later. They can start teasing these movies um, a yeah. year out. I mean, so. it makes it makes sense that we're seeing it now, right? You yeah. know, it, this movie was supposed to be coming out soon. Was it a was it a March release or was it a summer release? It was a May. It was, it was supposed like... to be the May release. Um, and okay, and I think it's like even like maybe even been even like like you said March and, and and May, but like everything has shifted around so much with the strikes and everything. Uh, it's yeah, really hard to keep the... tabs. Yeah, but but whenever like these, because um, this is a this is printed material, right? Yeah, that, that but, will that will be on yeah. a box. Yeah, yeah. So all of all of these like consumer products have to be made, you know, so far ahead of time. So yeah. uh, like, there's a chance there could be like a big spoiler floating around out there, like on a pallet wrapped in cellophane somewhere. Oh yeah, and they're just like, well, don't open that just yet until. The yeah. next part timer comes in that wasn't a uh, train just right, and they just rip it right open. What's in here? You can kind of see it through uh, the like through the plastic wrap a little bit. You're like, what? What is going on over here? Yeah. Um, 
and, and just trying to make it out. My, my guess is again the biggest rumors I see online all the time are that our Red Hulk are going to be is going to be in this movie, uh, and it's going to be Harrison Ford. Who knows if that's true or not? Marvel likes to tease us and and throw it away, so it could just be a red herring, um, unintentionally pun on the red part. But but you know you know what I'm saying. Um, but um, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get a look more. But the other part was you know I hear they're you know we've talked about they're doing some reshoots or. They're not necessarily retooling the movie per se, but maybe fixing some parts that they can in post production. Uh, you know, that's that's Bob Iger's directive. You know, fix what we can. That's why Daredevil's getting rebooted, uh, redone. Captain America Four and same thing. Uh, but I heard that they're going to remove the Serpent Society from the film, which is crazy because I would have loved to see them as well. Maybe we'll get it on some deleted scenes or something like that. But um, I, I also can't see how. Uh, if it is a, again a Red Hulk movie, and we heard the leader is going to be in this, I don't see where the Serpent Society falls into this. It could just be too many villains for for no real reason along the way either. So yeah, they just uh, <laughs> if if you're a listener to the show, everyone knows how we feel about Anthony Mackie. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like all of the effort on on our end, if they asked us, we would just be like, "Can you just make us like him?" Yeah, because uh, <laughs> we just can't figure out a way to do it. We want to. We are very invested in your movie universe, but we just cannot get on board with Anthony yeah. Mackie. Yeah, yeah, ex- and and I think he's great when there's more people in there. But like as the main character, like I'm. I'm just not that thrilled, but it's nothing personal. Well, maybe maybe he does a great job. Maybe they've written it well for him, and there's enough supporting characters along the way. But we'll we'll see. Blade is another movie that keeps has had probably more release dates than anything else along the way, um, and le- even less updates. But the latest update is that uh, the Blade movie is a period piece in the I believe the 1920s and will be rated R. So we are still shooting for that rated R uh, period piece um, Blade movie, and it will reportedly focus on Lilith getting Blade's daughter's blood to create an army of daywalkers for her to control in the 20s. And she will wield the ebony blade, which we saw at the end of the Eternals, which will tie that down the road. So it looks like they're still keeping that in mind here. But this uh, this sounds pretty cool. I would, I'm excited to watch Blade, and especially a period piece Blade rather than a yeah. modern one. I love the idea of a period piece. The, the furthest we've gone back, really, um, if you don't count the Eternals, which that was right. a progress through time, so we're not really ever settled in one right. uh, kind of period, uh, was Captain America, the first Avenger, and that was set pretty solidly in World War II. So it'll be kind of nice to really detach ourselves um, from a lot of the characters and heroes that we're familiar with. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can kind of, so you can kind of like tell your own story, but then set seeds for something. It, I totally forgot about the sword, yeah. so I think that's a pretty cool inclusion as well. But I always, I always like thinking like these, like big brain, like w- how does the world work in the MCU? Because yeah. I think that's the reason so many people got drawn to the universe because it was one big, like just thought out world that we get to live in. So if this is happening in the 20s, I, I suppose we are to believe that these monsters and ghouls and demons have been around for mm-hmm. eternity, and we it, haven't it, heard of them before. Well, so I, I would say Werewolf by Night does, does set that up a little bit for us as well. Oh, yeah, that what. I'm trying to remember was because that was we were led to believe it was like a period piece, but then at the end when it well, it was yeah it was when, col- it was black and white then then it got colored the yeah end. But, so it was present day but that was a society that had existed for a long time right so. right exactly and they they can tie into that right? you know, there are people out there who have been taking care of these creatures that they aren't known right they they did 
there the little bit of the sprinkling there and i i think we don't have confirmation what i think is cool about the 20s is there's no technology right like there's hardly any technology in the 20s right um you know mm-hmm. cars were still kind of new things were not as good so i, I we're gonna see a lot more um i wouldn't say maybe horse and buggy but like we're not dealing with modern technology, right? We don't have nanites attacking vampire blood along the way. So we're getting a lot of sword battles and like a lot of hand-to-hand combat still, which I think will be great. And then my other thought process is is this in Europe, right? Because that's where a lot of those myths start. Yeah. Yeah, and there'll be like, uh, you know, rudimentary uh, firearms, you know. We're, We're not going back to like you know, uh, 1800. So people will still have like handguns and rifles and stuff, but it'll, there'll be, uh, it'll, it'll make blade sword feel a little bit more powerful than if you put him in present day, he'll still have the sword. And he, I could theoretically see him, you know, deflect bullets with it because he's super powered. Right. But you know, uh, that's essentially a little bit more, uh, the one they did right in the early two or late nineties, early two thousands was that Mm -hmm. kind of blade where they had the light bullets, the UV bullets and everything. So, um, at least I still enjoy that one, but yeah, I, I'm excited to dive into this, see the past stuff. I, between this and the the rumored Fantastic Four being set in the 60s, you know, we've got some really good, fun stuff on our plates to dive back into the history of the world, if you will, mm-hmm. um, with that. So we'll keep you guys posted as more Blade updates hit the street. Daredevil Born Again is going to be on every, it's going to be on our news for like the next month, if not more, Mike, I feel, uh, because mm-hmm. they are out filming it and there's set photos and all this other fun stuff. And I'm not going to cover anything that, you know, oh, look, they're on set filming. That's boring news to cover. And that's everywhere. But what I want to talk about is a couple things is that the um, report is the rework of the show has led to an increased Punisher presence in the script. So John Bernthal will have um, more scenes and more, more like a, a subplot where he's, uh, fighting again, we talked about this, fighting cops who are used, you know, using the the Punisher logo, you know, in in ways that he didn't want that to be used, kind of thing. So um, I'm excited to to see more John Bernthal presence in this new show. Really extend that Netflix universe forward, if you will, into this. Yeah, Punisher is a great character specifically for the MCU. Right, uh, you don't have to worry a lot about his like superhero origin in a way he's just a well-trained uh killing machine Mm -hmm. that you just hope you point him in the right direction and he does a little bit of good along his path of destruction so i think he's gonna fit in great with the show Uh, i mean i'm trying to remember he was in was he in any previous seasons of Daredevil, or am I just imagining? He was in season. I, he he so... made his debut in season two because there's that thing where he tied him up on the rooftop with the chains. Yeah, that's right. Man, that that whole universe it feels like it's so far in the rearview mirror. Like, yeah. and then plus the Defenders kind of splits it up, kind of two thirds of the way through, so you kind of forget who met who when. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting. I gotta go find a uh, recap video for yeah. that second Punisher season that I never saw. Probably got to rewatch the recap video for season three of Daredevil because I kind of forgot what was in there. Yeah, but. But and, 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 and yeah, absolutely. And, and what would be cool is, one of the cool things it would do is if they release this in April of 2025 on the 10-year anniversary of when it came out on Netflix. Um, oh, that, wow, 10 years. Oh yeah, God. right? Does it, Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you forget, like, you like, on season two, I'm like, yeah, it wasn't that long. It was, like, it was actually almost a decade ago at this point, so, um, which is crazy. Um, the other part is uh, actor uh, who, uh, Evan Moss-Bachrach, who is in The Bear, and he was in Andor, 
Um, and he's actually rumored to be playing the thing in Fantastic Four. Remember, he was Micro, the microchip guy uh, in Punisher season one. Oh yeah, I kind yeah. of. He, he was not a huge that. actor then, but like, there's a great character you can bring back. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, you know, an actor with some weight uh, if, if they you know don't use him in Fantastic Four. So there's some cool stuff from the Punisher series that they can pull forward um, into that. The other part of this is, though, uh, we, we talked about this last week. It could have 18 episodes. It could have less. Uh, hell, it could have more. But, there, you know, with them re, you know, increasing, like, more of these characters like the Punisher, and we're going to talk about possibly Jessica Jones returning, uh, they could really keep 18 episodes and really flesh out Daredevil Born Again. It's like that true extension of the Netflix universe, right, with all these extra mm-hmm. characters and give them some time time to breathe here. And uh, But speaking of which um, – there is a Kristen Ritter was on Instagram a video wearing the same shirt as Jessica Jones and the caption was I K or I Y K Y K which stands for if you know you know so um, my guess is she's gonna be back filming Mike if not flashbacks maybe flash forward or you know new scenes as her character in there um, Jessica Jones was one of the characters you know I think we we all agree had a really really strong presence really great. Um, you know, addition to the Netflix universe for someone who I would say a lot of people were not familiar with uh, beforehand and, and continue that. So uh, I, I think it'd be interesting to, to return back uh, to Jessica Jones in this universe. Yeah. I mean, if we uh, are thinking of a longer episode order, I mean, that would kind of be a fun way to break up the season. You know, there's a cup, there's like an, there's like a small arc with Punisher with, um, Jessica Jones, hell, maybe even Luke Cage. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was speaking of Blade and, and Luke Cage. I was reading about you know like uh, what was it? Um, Mahershala Ali was the villain of the first half of the season, uh, of season one, and was killed off you know very surprisingly. So I was like, oh, that was a, that was a good season. Uh, and then, and then also Jessica Jones is the other the character that got three three seasons on, on Netflix before they they wrapped it up. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for Daredevil board again. I know we've got Kingpin, we've got Punisher, uh, we've got Daredevil, we've got possibly Jessica Jones, uh, anyone really, but um, but Iron Fist, and I'd be happy, I think, along the way. And, we, and we've said that before. But we'll keep you guys posted as more of that comes along. Like I said, I'm not going to share every time they, they film scenes on the streets. We know they're filming. They're going to be filming forever, so we'll, we'll keep you guys posted. X-Men 97 uh, is probably the next MCU property we're going to see on Disney+. Plus. Um, it's uh, rumored, to, the 10 episode series is rumored to drop um, possibly weekly mid to late March on Disney+, Plus, which is right around the corner, which will be a nice gap in between Echo, January, and Deadpool 3 in July, which is great. And some of the new artwork that is leaked uh, has depicted uh, the uh, 8-bit or 16-bit video game episode uh, called Motendo, which... Uh, where Jubilee and Sunspot get sucked into one of Mojo's uh, video games, if you will. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that was gonna be a that was gonna be a um, an episode this season. Yeah. So in this artwork, we get to see uh, essentially Super Nintendo versions of uh, Jubilee, Colossus, Sunspot, Magic, Cyclops, Storm. I want to say that the bottom one, second one over, is Havoc, maybe. And then the first one is um, oh, I forget his yeah he's a Mojo World. He's got, he's got four fingers or three fingers on his hand. I'll think of it later. But um, I just really want to play a Super Nintendo game, like in this art style, like a modern game with like this art style right now. Like how they redid TMNT, Shredder's Revenge, the side scroll. Like take the X-Men arcade game, give us these character skins, and do a sequel to that on our consoles. Yeah, it makes me think of uh, one of the earlier Marvel vs. Capcom games. I don't mm-hmm. remember which one it is, but one of the earlier ones. The uh, the like art book or like the character bios – 
the the way that the X Men are drawn are so cool. Like I specifically remember there's a, a version of of Rogue and she's like kind of in this like all green like kind of costume. It looks so cool. The, the I don't I've always been like hunting down like a Marvel vs. Capcom like art book back from that uh, era because yeah. the characters are drawn like so sick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I would I would love to see this. They just they train these comic book characters. The colors they translate so well to pixel art. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. that's a, this is a good shout out for Marvel, the Marvel snap game, which has a new season launching Tuesday. They have pixel artwork for most of the characters in there. You can get variants of pixel artwork that you unlock. So I think those are, I like to collect those. Those are pretty fun to look at. Um, uh, but yeah, check out that, uh, in our show notes, we got that picture there for you to take a look at. What if season two, we or season three. We actually uh, just talked about this last week with the unveiling of the mech suits and the, um, the, uh, red guardian versus, uh, goliath but uh the reports are that season three will revisit the eternals mike the second time we brought up the eternals in one episode if you can believe that <laughs> uh a movie i've not thought about or watched in forever i might i might put that on in the background uh w- one day i think it's a it's a it's not too bad it's not the best thing in the world but you know boy i've seen worse lately uh but what if the eternals never stopped the emergence would be the what if episode so uh, I, I would assume if the emergence, if I remember right, was to go through, the Earth would be entirely destroyed, right? The Celestial would have eaten the planet It would have. It, 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 I don't know if it would have, yeah, like they would have emerged from it and I think it would have, you know, broken uh, in half. And then, you know, what would have been their next journey, right? Because all the Eternals are always just sent out to the next job, really, after they're done, after several thousand years. Yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. That maybe the maybe we'll um, uh, run across like a uh, Peter Quill or something out in the galaxy, and he yeah. finds out like, oh, you can't go back there; it's gone. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Yeah, and, and actually, well, Ego is a celestial, right? His uh, his dad, even Peter Quill's dad. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know that could be lead up for some of that. Um, you know, I I I I think there's a great opportunity for what if to explore the deeper cosmos, the the weirder stuff in the MCU than they have. You remember Thor Love and Thunder had the the idea of eternity as a character at the end of it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, where was the eternity? And um, there's a whole pantheon of gods that, that fall under that eternity thing. So, like, why not visit that a little bit more, right? Like, give us some of the weird space god stuff that, that they, they can't touch on in live action because it gets really confusing really fast uh along the way i think that'd be interesting but yeah what if the eternals never stopped the emergence i don't know what that next phase is you know um are there are there some humans that live um or or not along the way i don't know it'll be fun we'll we'll let you guys know i think season three is closer than we than than they're letting us believe but you know we'll see if that hype lands Let's shift gears into the DCU, Mike, with uh, new casting this week. And if you've seen our thumbnail, you'll understand that Millie Millie Alcock, who was in Game of Thrones, uh, the was it House of the Dragon? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, who played the young uh, Rhaenyra Targaryen has been cast as Kara Zor-El in the upcoming DCU franchise. Yeah, we even got uh, some confirmation from Gunn. Yeah. that uh, he, he was like watching Game of Thrones and he was like, hey, 
think she'd make a pretty good Supergirl. And then that's kind of the end of the story, yep. which is kind of interesting because I think we always maybe kind of assume there's more to it, you know, like, oh, this this actor has been on their radar for a while. Their casting agents have like a short list and, you know, they were kind of circling around them before House of Dragons even mm-hmm. came out, but wanted to see how they did in it. But like, apparently, you know, he was just like on his couch is like, yeah, that'll make a good uh, that'll make right. a good Supergirl. So yeah, hope, hope, a little more straightforward than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, well, and that part of the story that he shared has caused a lot of controversy online with people who were like, well, you technically lied to us because he said, I think when he took over the ECU, he's like, yeah, we're going to keep everybody. You know, we're going to, you know, not that he could keep everybody. He's like, we're going to keep Supergirl in The Flash because he said The Flash is the best movie he's ever seen, Mike. You remember that? Remember when he said that to us? <laughs> um, so a lot of people, like, you know, Sasha Kaye, she was going to continue Supergirl, but like the fact he's like, oh, over a year ago, I'd already recast her before the movie came out was kind of like people like, well, you lied to us along the way. So uh, this is the perfect example of why just put your phone down, James. Yeah. You don't need to respond to every question out there in the world. You are the lead of a major Hollywood studio. Just, just yeah. don't worry. Like, I, I don't want to say these people are beneath you because it sounds like so classes, but like you got a big job ahead of you. You can't be taking well, the time to like comment on every like, little think, casting thing. I would even say don't comment, but like, confirm it and move on don't add your flavor text because you're gonna dig your hole right like Mm -hmm. if you would just like congratulations millie we're glad to have you in the dcu moved on everyone be like yeah good job confirmed you know we don't have to worry about this anymore but no uh there's some some controversy involved here um but you know back to the action i have not watched uh house of dragon i'm not a game of thrones person Uh, it's not for me but um I'm sure she can do a great job. She's an up-and-coming actress. A very, uh, I've heard great things about her performance and uh, her portrayal in that show. Mike, I, you've watched it, I believe, correct? Uh, yeah, so. she's great. And I, I haven't seen anything else um, from her. Uh, I, and I don't know what direction that they're going to take Supergirl. I mean, I'm not a Supergirl-like expert or anything. Mm-hmm. But I did have to just peruse Google Images so I could make our thumbnail this week and a lot of the supergirl imagery at least out there online is it seems to be a very positive bright cheery smiley character and i can't necessarily say the same for millie when i tried to look this uh actor up like every photo shoot every red carpet uh a lot of just like you know kind of like glamour like red carpet um catwalk face just like kind of like you know, brooding to the yeah. camera with which no shade there, but her character was also extremely intense in House of the Dragon as well. So uh, I'm just, it, I, it's hard for me to imagine like a smiley, like optimistic a superhero, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying I haven't seen it yet. So that, that'll be kind of a fun surprise. You know, I'll be looking forward to maybe seeing that in a trailer, you know, in the near future. Yeah, I'm going back a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we had some talk about Supergirl being, um, they said they were going to be kind of out there, like edgy and like in space, like doing a lot of space stuff. And, you know, sounds a lot like Captain Marvel. Not that it's going to be the same, not that they're even in the same, but it sounds a lot like kind of how Captain Marvel was, right? Like, you know, very, um, you know, non-conforming, if you will, for, for attitude and then also being out in space dealing with that. I would love to see more um, space stuff. I know James Gunn is not writing or directing this, but, you know, he'll be able to point in that direction. But, you know, he has got a lot of work under his belt with uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, Slither, dealing with aliens and, and how they, they interact with on Earth. So uh, I, I'm 
this is fine with me. I have no qualms. I have, I have no hard feelings either way, if you will. Um, but that's exciting. We got some confirmation, and then, you know, it said it's up and coming, you know, actress to play the role for that. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep you guys posted if anything else comes out of that. More set photos, Mike, on our list here. And we have, uh, they are filming Penguin. They, are, they resumed the Penguin show for Max. And set photos reveal a more costume accurate evolution for Cob- uh, Oswald Cobblepot. And can you tell what it is in this photo, Mike, that is more accurate out of these photos for, for Colin Farrell's character? Well, I, I just got distracted on the, um, on the third photo because it seems like his character is always around a flipped over car. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, is it, well, it's gotta be the same nose. Cause he, he had a pointy nose and yep. the, it's not like that. That's going to change. No, nope. Is it the vest? Is he wearing a vest? It's actually the, the jacket, the fur line jacket was not in the Batman movie. Uh... And that's more of a, you know, a, a characteristic of that character. He's always wearing one in that. I was mm-hmm. hoping that one of these, he was going to have his cane in his hand, right? Like a, like, you know, or a monocle. Like, you know, because eventually mm-hmm. he gets to the cane monocle. Because I was looking, I'm like, what is this? You know, we're looking at, like, looks like maybe a, an explosion on the street. There's a lot of rubble, debris. He's covered in in dust um, in a lot of these. Uh, I was like, oh, which which one is it? But um, it's, it's just the, the fur-lined coat, if you will, on this. Um, I, I it's, it's so wild to me that that's Colin Farrell. They've transformed him that much to play this role. Uh, and to continue, yeah, not just great. in movies, the- to do it in a TV show, too. Right, that's not this yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's like the Batman was great too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I want to go back and rewatch it and give it another go. I liked it the first time around, but I just haven't had a chance to settle back into it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited for a sequel. See more Penguin. It's just funny that like some of the best stuff happening in the DC right now is not really connected to anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you have like Joker, which is its own little like 1970s universe. You have this matt reeves batman which is just floating elsewhere you know yeah. out there they're all elseworlds uh, so you're right you're you're, yeah, you're halfway there new, yeah it's like this new thing it's just like all right i yeah. guess well what's crazy we'll to me is there's this and then there's upcoming what's the, the tales of the teenage mutant ninja turtles on uh paramount coming up um yeah, it's that they're, they're doing these tv shows to fill the gaps in between the sequels so the penguin is to you know tell us the the events of gotham um, between the Batman and its upcoming sequel film, and the same with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So there's, uh, to me, there's this crazy idea that you know, um, it's not crazy. I think it's a cool idea. I've just never seen it done successfully. Is that there's these movies, and then the TV shows are filling in the gaps in the middle of it, um, along the yeah, way. I, I mean, I mean, I don't know if I just have preconceived notions because you know we were kids that grew up in an era of where if anything ever went from the big screen to the smaller screen it was always like cheapened right Mm -hmm. especially with like kids content right you'd start with a big old movie and then it would get like a tv show and like you know i'm thinking like jimmy neutron uh, started as a like a a cg movie then they put it on nickelodeon as a tv show and then it's just like it doesn't look as good obviously because you can't render things as long on a tv show and it can't look as good you can't put as much detail in it because they're just cranking out numbers so i'm just always just like i just want i'm hunting for the quality Hmm. so yeah if if the stuff 
that's getting put on streaming, you know, that bridges the gap of the series. If it can reach to be as good as what I saw in theaters, I'll give it a shot. But if not, I'm just going to pass on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, thankfully, you know, we watched the Batman on Max anyway. So, uh, you know, we don't have to worry about it being in theater. But yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, I think this is one of the what, premium, what they call them, premium content, premium shows where they spend a lot of money and spend a lot of time. I think the Penguin will fall into that uh, fairly 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 easily simply because you know they've got the same cast back right this isn't a character we've never heard of right doing doing a story um you know we didn't meet you know it's got like you know i think a huge uh name i don't think matt reeves is directing it but i think he's he's pushing the direction of the show uh but it's just it's just wild to me that you know they're they're doing this i we don't even know what the next movie is really about we don't know anything about it they're, they're already going ahead and filming the show but they haven't told us anything what's going to happen with uh, the Batman 2. I don't even think it's filming yet. I think, you know, uh, it's just... I was I was hoping that we'd be closer along, if you will, along that mm-hmm. way. Um, but, you know, you know, uh, we've got the opposite happening with... The, we don't have it here with The Mandalorian, right? Going from show to movie uh, along the way. So that'll be interesting to see the opposite coming up uh, a little bit. But yes, check out uh, the set photos of the Penguin uh, here. Uh, take you uh, to our show notes and do that. Peacemaker. This is one of the first notes I made last week, Mike. I was uh, for Peacemaker. Uh, James Gunn, obviously, out doing his thing, telling people everything. Uh, was apparently writing episode eight, the finale for season two, uh, last weekend. So uh, that means that he is wrapping up the show, I guess, and then maybe they can get into production. Maybe spring, summer, you think? I mean, are they still? Did they did they shoot that Amanda Waller show? Yeah, I, I have no idea about that one. No, because we were told that we were supposed to be getting that first, mm-hmm. and then who is writing that? the Peacemaker show. Uh, I haven't heard anything about he... it. Maybe, maybe Amanda Waller's streaming Max show will get a commercial at the Super Bowl, yeah. and we'll be like, "Oh, forgot about this." Yeah, let's see here. It's, I don't see anything else going on with this. It'll be part of this. Uh, who's the casting creators? Uh, you know, Viola Davis is returning. Yes, we know that. James Gunn and Peter Safran are producers, uh, and then Chris, Crystal Henry, who worked on Watch the Watchmen series. Uh, oh, she, uh, they'll be writing that along with Jeremy Carver, who worked on Doom Patrol. So the writing may be done on that. Actually, we just don't know yet. Hey, can someone tag James Gunn in something? Tell him that you know Waller is not really a real TV show, and they hate it. And maybe maybe he'll respond <laughs> to it, saying it's, it'll work, kind of thing. Um, but. Uh, but the uh, the other thing Gunn did say when that came out, we're using the same actors. This isn't a continuation of Peacemaker. This is a continuation of Peacemaker. I'm working on Superman, so we can't do Peacemaker Season 2. We're working on Waller in between, but he's working on Peacemaker Season 2. I'm so confused as you are, Mike. What is happening here? <laughs> what is what is real um, in this situation? What is coming out? When is it coming out? How can we see it? I'd love to get our eyes on it uh, and, and go for a ride. But the other thing he did confirm that Batman will not appear in his Superman uh, legacy show or the Peacemaker TV series. So they're not casting Batman yet, Mike. Would you, I don't even yeah, know who I like cast he, Batman he's... at this point. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you try to open up a wormhole and pull in uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman, who oh. seems to be doing a pretty good job? Probably not. But yeah, I don't think we're there. Well, we're there yet. But the movie is Batman: Brave and the Bold with his son Damian Wayne. I don't think I don't think that Batman would gel with having the sun uh at all right yeah 
It's just like he might be daddy, but he's not daddy, if you get what I'm saying. I don't, um, I don't tell me. Can you explain <laughs> to me? Hold on, let me get People a Hooters sangria and, and explain it to me. Bust out a notepad. Uh, let's get to let's get to solving this mystery. Yeah. Uh, but I, it almost feels like Gunn is like so paranoid and like worried that the internet is gonna build up this Superman movie more than it already is because we already know so much is riding on this film being being good and successful. Because imagine this movie coming out and bombing and panning and everybody hates it. Like, how do you start a whole universe well, off of like that yeah. one bad movie that has like such a big target on? it so I, I i suppose he's out there on the internet too much and he's seeing people like building up or throwing out like false rumors that like oh batman's supposed to make a cameo all these people are supposed to make cameos he's like i don't want people going to this movie with these high expectations and they don't get to see batman and they think the movie's bad i think he's overthinking it but i gotta imagine that's what's going on in his head so the other part of this is you know we, i think we talked about it months ago uh, maybe if not it was been about a little about a year since they announced the slate is that not only is the reputation of the DC writing this, but financially it is writing on this, right? Because, you know, the studios, they spend, you know, a couple hundred million dollars to make these movies. And, you know, we know Warner Brothers, they're saving money. They, we've heard that they might be in dire straits financially, right? They may be spending more than they're making. And they can't afford to have a failed launch for Superman Legacy. So if all these lenders are like, okay, we're going to give you some money for Superman Legacy... If it bonds, we're not going to give you enough money to make the rest of your franchises. Like, you know, <laughs> we're going to pull the plug on everything because you're not making money back. And this was a bad investment. So I think I agree with you. There is a lot of probably pressure uh, and, and stress uh, on this to be successful and land this. And I don't think I don't think it will financially be a flop. But, you know, critically, there's always a chance. Right. Critically, it could be a flop. Man, my brain is, is starting to spin out. So uh, last week I rewatched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and that movie kind of all hovers around the idea of, you know, kind of the Western starting to die out. And people have compared the the, the super the superhero kind of um, um, grip on Hollywood to Westerns back in the day and how eventually the superhero movies will go the way of the Westerns. That's kind of been like sitting in the back of my head a little bit. I don't know if I believe it entirely because the media landscape you know, is just so entirely different now. You know how many westerns they made back then? Like literally, they were pumping <laughs> out one a day. I, I think I think that's an exaggeration on that. But go on, continue. Uh, but it does make me think, right? So I'm just imagining a world where the Superman movie that's coming out next year, right? 2025, I believe. Yes. 2025. Okay, so I'm imagining a scenario where that movie is bad, right? And on top of that, there could be uh, one or two Marvel projects that come out next year that, you know, if they are consistent, they might also not be great. Or they could have one of these newer properties that have we have been told, oh, we've retooled this. You know, this this has been restarted from the bottom up. This is part of our our new push for quality. And then somehow that also ends up either mm -hmm. being bad or nobody goes to the movie theater to go see it. We could kind of start to see you know the the superhero movie in the noose next year and the floorboard starting to get pulled out from underneath it if some of these movies don't hit big next year and i don't think it necessarily relies on them being good but also just financially viable right i, I the tone during the phase three the highest peak of the mcu and everyone was excited for infinity war and endgame 
was uh, it's feverish. You go out and you see uh, comments online. Everyone's like excited. Everyone's waiting to see how it's all gonna end. People are making memes and shipping characters together, right? I I hardly ever saw like you know negative comments. It, either people were participating positively or just not participating. And now I see headlines out there on the internet about, you know, just any XYZ movie coming up and you go look in the comments and I just see people going, LOL, people are still watching these. Now, it's just one internet comment that I see occasionally, but like the tone out there has totally changed. They cannot just rely on like the hype train anymore. That that train's run out of gas. Now they have to come to the table with solid quality material. So uh, all that being said, I I'm glad I'm not James Gunn. Because uh, I, I I guess we're we're building up his psyche. I feel like we're trying to get like the notes of what's going on in his brain. Like what is the inside out Pixar version of James Gunn? What is a man? That's all we're trying to figure out here on this podcast. Yeah. So that's why you should subscribe. Come back next week and we'll we'll dive into the the hidden ego of James yeah. Gunn. But but I think you know it, it's you know to that point if if what we talked about with the financials is is true. Uh, you know, and he has been hired to be, you know, this this role. Like, you know, his reputation in Hollywood is on the line as well, right? He has already gone through uh, an up and down internet ride, like being fired from Marvel, being rehired by Marvel, doing DC movies, bouncing back and forth. He's he he reminds me of some sort of Kevin Smith, if you will, like a modern Kevin Smith, um, in, in this in this thing. And I I really, you know, I don't I I think you know he's done great work. I'd like to see it. I think he can be a little too into himself and what he does sometimes. Um, you know, we talked about Peacemaker, great show, but there were moments where like this is really self indulgent. Uh, I think some of the Suicide Squad uh, was as well. So whenever he's a little un, I guess unrestrained, it, it, it comes off as such. But um, but you're right. There, there's a lot of pressure. You, not only is it your job, your reputation, but like you know all these other people you've hired to write and act and do all this stuff. You know, they um, rely on you to be successful. So, you know, he is carrying the weight of not just himself, but everybody else underneath him and, and who was hired and working for DCU along the way. And I, I don't want, you know, personally, I think I think you agree, Mike. We don't want to see anybody fail. We want them all to be awesome. Anything, everything should be good and should be given the chance to be good. So we're not hoping yeah. for failure on that behalf. Uh, we just, um, you know have to be you know when when the whole point is when james Gunn comes out and starts saying stuff online like oh just shut up for a bit like you yeah. know just just don't say it's anything like, you know how long it's been since i've seen a good superman movie yeah. i want to see an awesome superman movie that i leave the theater like just singing the praises of and it, mm. it is funny though we've been i feel like we've been talking about james gunn now for like 15 minutes and you notice how we never have these same conversations about peter saffron or at yeah. like at a uh, same extent of like kevin feige because yeah. we just don't know anything about them like personally wise like they yeah. they just let the work kind of speak for themselves so right. i i feel like james gunn just for his like longevity and his mental health i feel like he should just do just do this do the same thing <laughs> right be, be mysterious and just put out good things right like that's yes. that's cool I'm, I'm cool with with people being mysterious and and putting out good things you know um it, it keeps that mystique about it if you will a little bit like i couldn't tell you anything about um uh who's who's the guy who did spider-man movies um mark webb <laughs> no 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 the, the new ones the new ones uh it's not James. I want to say James. It's not James. Um, well, anyway. The, oh, got it. 
It, no, this is the perfect right. example. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So he did three Spider-Man movies, which broke billions of dollars in for Sony and Marvel. And, and do you ever hear anything from him? No, he's out there. He's just making the movies, getting it done, doing a great job, and moving on, right? Like, he... he he was hired for Fantastic Four. He left it to go do Star Wars because that's what he wanted to do. He may come back for Spider-Man 4. He may not. It doesn't matter. He can do what he wants because he and, – and we're never going to know because he's not because out there doing that, things. And that man is named John Watts. John Watts. There it Google is. It. Actually, this might be slightly different. I feel like if you were a director that has right. made like three of like the biggest like action like superhero movies of all time, like – it, maybe you should try to be a little bit more of a household name just overall because I feel like a director is a little bit different than a, the, a studio right. lead. But, he, but either way, James, same. Like, you can't be controversial if nobody talks about you, you know? James Gunn has been that way since before he was a DCU lead, though. Like, when he mm-hmm. was doing Marvel movies and, Su- and Suicide Squad, like, he has been the same way, right? Like, th- there is no no change on that. So I, I think... At the, at the same time, like, you know, it, it's fine. But you're, you're right. We don't go watch a movie because it's a John Watts movie, right? We watched, you know, the James Gunn movies, if you will. Um, but I was, I was looking up here trying to find out how much how much money has John Watts brought in. 1.1 1. 1, uh, billion plus uh, 900 million plus another 2 billion. So, uh, yeah, he's a $4 billion director over there easily. So, um, good for him for not running his mouth online. Or at least you know, <laughs> engaging in, in 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 conflicts or you know stuff like that. Not that James Gunn is, but you, you know what I'm saying. Like he's just out out in the out in the shadows doing his thing. All right. Well, we always know how to pad an episode, Mike. Thank God for the peacemaker <laughs> section. Moving into, uh, I, 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 I forgot that that topic was supposed to be about peacemaker. Yeah, exactly. we just talked about the the existential uh, future of superheroes in general. Yeah, exactly. And where where does peacemaker fit in this? Because boy, we don't even know. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix my time code here. But yes, uh, at the end of the show, has anyone seen all the new uh, Universal Orlando things, Mike? I think you did, right? The all the yes, announcements they made. I watched. This? I watched the little announcement video. It, this is fun. I wasn't expecting to talk about this on the podcast, but this is going to be a fun uh, kind of um, yeah uh, period to. The I episode. I love going to Disney World, and I never go to Universal in Florida because I just don't care. A lot of that stuff's old, right? '90s stuff broken down. You've even mentioned maybe on the show or in passing uh, in, in our chat. Like, there's A and B versions of rides, right? Like if A is broken, it defaults to B, right? Um, along the way. And a lot of those rides in universal are on their B modes because they can't get the A ones to work anymore. Um, so they've, uh, universal Orlando has unveiled like a new retooling of their parks and they've really focused a lot on, I think it's, um, uh, super, is it Mario, super Mario world and, uh, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, but also a couple new ones, including, uh, the Dark Universe, which, if you forgot, was a very, very short-lived uh, quote-unquote franchise by Universal that started with The Mummy, and I believe, like, uh, then they tried to do it with, like, The Invisible Man. I think that one's getting a sequel with The Wolfman coming up here from Lee Winnell. Uh, but uh, they are going to do a Dark Universe uh, park at uh, Universal where they have Wolfman, Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, and we've got some uh, concept art from that here in the show mike yeah i i believe it's like a collection of five parks if i remember right it's going to be uh, uh nintendo land is going to be new it's going to be a new harry potter land we're getting how to train your dragon this uh dark universe and then i think there's kind of like a, a main kind of celestial park area like un- underbranded just kind of well, 
the uh, cult, entryway the, that the epic them universe. All. The epic universe is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, yeah, in and this. And I think this dark universe is is fun from the perspective of, um, especially if you live near uh, theme parks like I do out here in Los Angeles, like right around Halloween time, the billboards go up, the advertising gets cranked to 11. They want you going to these theme parks during Halloween so you can get scared, so you can experience the retheming, the retooling of the attractions. They have special stuff at night for Halloween. And people come from all over the world to go to like the kind of like these uh, scare parks that get um, – um, spun up just for the holidays so it is kind of cool to imagine oh are they going to have one there all year around that's going to be so cool yep. and in the concept art for this land you're kind of supposed to be going through like kind of like these um, grand entryways I think they call them like portals when you enter these universes so it'll be kind of cool to be in like the a traditional looking kind of like theme park and then you step through like a kind of like a big archway maybe you go through like a tunnel or something like that it, it's their epic portal like this, is what they're calling them yeah yeah and maybe it's like this kind of gothic dirty maybe grungy like Victorian like I want it to look like I just stepped into the Bloodborne video game mm-hmm. that would be uh, so cool I really uh, I love that idea but yeah the the art that we have here they look cool i mean this is very kind of classic looking universal monsters like if somebody told me like oh i i repainted some artwork for you know from back in the 50s or something yeah. that's kind of what this looks like it, and what's cool is you know i to me these are actual photos right you see people in their costumes that they're gonna have there um because you look at him look it's like frankenstein's monster he's got all the stitching he's very very scarred up wolfman you know very kind of uh, I would say kind of like Teen Wolf a little bit, right? Like very hairy, like very fuzzy. And then Dracula, very like, you know, regal and, and you know, sunken eyes. Oh, and yeah. Stuff. I, yeah. I never even considered like the walk around character aspect of it of, you know, oh, they got to have like dark alleys in this universe, yeah. right? I just I want to see like something smeared on the brick wall that like. I, that's probably blood, but they're probably not allowed to say that it's blood yeah. legally since children are allowed to walk into here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so there's the dark universe that you mentioned, how to train your dragon. I know there's like, they're opening up like a DreamWorks part of the park too, right? To focus on their DreamWorks stuff, uh, like uh, Kung the, Fu Panda and stuff like possibly. that. Possibly. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to really uh, nail down what's happening at Orlando in Florida because I've never been down there personally, but it sounds like. What they said in this video is they're trying to make it, quote, a, like a trilogy of a vacation. Yeah. So, like, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you have to get tickets to three of their theme parks. You have to go to Universal Hollywood, which is, I think, where you go to, like, Diagon Alley for Harry Potter. Then you have to go to Islands of Adventure to ride the Hagrid roller coaster. And then you'll have to get a separate ticket to Dark Universe, or not, uh, Epic Universe, Epic. to go to the new, I think it's going to be like a... Uh, Ministry of Magic type of yeah, it's uh, it's a Paris, it's a 1920s Paris style Harry Potter. Yeah, so uh, they got three parks down there, similar to Disney. They got like a thousand parks down there too. So yeah, uh, this is this is exciting. It, it's weird that like to think about how much work and money and construction that goes into building something. At, for all intents and purposes is like, why would you ever go to all this work just to make money? <laughs> you, you know, but it's just, it's fun. So this is exciting. I've never been to uh, universal, like I said, down there in Florida, but 
it sounds like now you can make a whole meal out of it. It's not just well, like, oh, let's pop over there for one day, you know? Yeah, and here's, here's, I just want to make sure I wasn't wrong. So I looked up the DreamWorks thing while you were talking. And the DreamWorks, uh, they have an entrance. They have a new entrance there. So they're adding uh, trolls. They're doing Kung Fu Panda. They have Shrek. They're building Shrek Land down there with Shrek's house oh, and everything. Can you visit the swamp? Yeah, you can visit the swamp. And then uh, something else That's called cool. Gabby's Dollhouse I had to look up, which I think is like an animated kid show. So, like, they mm. are absolutely going all in the DreamWorks IP down here at Universal as well. Because, you know, um, I think they have Marvel stuff. I don't know if that has a clock or not on that east of the Mississippi, right? Um, mm -hmm. So they may be planning to, to lose the Marvel stuff to Disney or, or get them bought out or something like that. But um, this is making me more and more excited to ever want to visit Universal. Because I just don't, I don't care to go to Universal. But I would love to go right to Shrek's Swamp or... You know, visit the DreamWorks lands or go over to the Epic Universe and do more kind of Harry Potter stuff. So uh, this this is, a to me, again, you know, not that corporations need to be big enough to have all these things. But this is a really cool thing to expand the theme park th um, experience. I know you are a big fan of, of Mario when you went last year. And uh, with the upcoming Donkey Kong uh, track ride where it makes you look like you're actually jumping off the track. Uh, I think it was that in Japan or somewhere like that, I believe. Or was that out with yeah, you? Yeah, they're building it somewhere. There's like three Mario Lands like concurrently being either worked on or already opened. But yeah, the Donkey Kong ride yeah. looks sick. And that's what Mario Land or I guess Nintendo yeah. Land technically needs. Because out, out here in uh, in L.A., it, it only really has one one like honest ride so we need that donkey kong coaster soon out here exactly and i think you have to have a new apple vision pro headset to use that new ride or that ride out there right because <laughs> you had the hollow yeah, yeah 3500 don't worry they'll sell them to you at an inflated markup inside the park just seven thousand dollars. yeah only seven thousand and that doesn't include a carrying case or the battery uh but but i i digress but yeah absolutely dark universe i i think the the, the universal park thing that'll be fun to to have a little bit of a horror bit, right? The scary stuff in there would be cool. But Mike, that is that is the show. That is this week's show. I'm excited. Next week, we're probably going to have to record a little early. Uh, we we normally do an after Super Bowl thing, but um, we haven't done that in a few years. If I'm going to be honest, uh, but we might record a little early. We'll keep you guys posted what we're going to do uh, for that, or maybe it's later. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, but if people know what you're up to, what you're doing, maybe where you're, I guess maybe not. You can't. You, show us your snacks but tell us about your snacks next week where can they find all that good stuff at yeah if you want to read uh, my web comics what I'm doing out there on the internet uh, visit liferewardsrisk.com or pickledcomics.com Chris if people want to catch up with you and find out when you're chugging your next Hooter Sangria mm. where can they find you you can find me on Instagram Valdan87 V-A-L-D-A-N or video game systems of the same name if people want to know more about the show where we're uh, what we're doing uh, where they can like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Where can they get all that good stuff at? Oh, as always, all you got to go is to SuperheroSlate.com. That is the headquarters for everything that we do here at Superhero Slate. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. We got merch, SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. What are your existential future thoughts of superhero movies at large? please send your book report to us at Superhero Slate and we'll read it, we'll give you notes, we'll grade it, and we'll read it in its entirety on the podcast. 
I'm making empty promises, people. Uh, if you want to be a super fan of the show, it's really easy to do. All you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We will see you guys next week. Bye.